Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, eyeballs, welcome to the 24th episode of the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Also, the special Halloween episode. Who is the Halloween episode? Uh, I am Matt Baker, and the man who is making weird ghostly sounds is the priceless Louis Fox. That's right. You cannot buy me. You can trade for me, though. (laughs) Do you have a price? Like, if someone said, would you break into someone's house for $300,000? Just break in, like, do, like, the truffle shuffle and leave? Or, (laughs) like, what what do I have to do? Uh, Steal a TV. For $300,000? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd do that. I'd probably do it for (laughs) $30,000. I might do do that for a bag of (laughs) M&M's. You you would do that to to smash the TV. (laughs) Well... It always so uh, a buddy of mine li- used to live in Pahrump, Nevada, and that's the closest brothels to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I went to visit him one time, and I got there later at night. And the only place open because it's a small town that was to eat at was the brothels. Uh-huh. So you can go sit in the bar at the brothel, and they they have like steak dinners and yeah. stuff like that. And then you can have the girl give you a tour of the brothel. You tip her like twenty bucks, and she'll she'll takes you gives you the tour. Uh-huh. She's like, here's these two people having sex. <laughs> well, one, of the, one of the first things that cracked me up was we go into the hot tub room. And she's like, there's no sex in the hot tub room for, for health code reasons. Uh-huh. And on the wall, it's got all like the do not swim alone. And it said children under the age of 14 cannot use like the spa by themselves. And I'm like, how many 14-year-olds do you have? Here? Yeah, what, what dad is bringing, bringing his kids? All right, kids, jump in the van. We're going down to the brothel to have some steak. And daddy's going to have a little dessert. But then, so she goes, there's kind of a menu of services that each girl has uh-huh. and that but there's no price you negotiate a price yeah so i would be worried just of like getting taken she's like oh blowjob how much are you willing to pay and i'm like nine grand <laughs> you know, like, she's like okay deal yeah deal. Like, i don't i would have no idea where the starting point plus all the user fees yeah. <laughs> tax title <laughs> license <laughs> dealer prep she's got a little asterisk like a little user agreement down at the bottom some hidden, you got a quick yes hidden fees <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wouldn't know where to start. I mean, not that it's my gig anyway, but yeah. I'd be afraid of coming in super low or super high. Well, su- you always go super low. But do I do I go like twelve dollars? Yeah, sure. Really? They're like Susie won't do it, but Bertha in the back <laughs> will do it for eleven ninety nine. But the uh, the chef from the bar will. <laughs> He's a little old. <laughs> Two Tooth Tony will come over. So I just thought that I don't know, like I would know, have no idea where the starting or ending point would be. I mean, I know. <laughs> I love this. Probably keeps you up at night. <laughs> Stress. I just anxiety see in my head. Anxiety over <laughs> negotiating at a brothel. I, I yeah, that, that I mean, that alone would keep me from like servicing a brothel. Yeah, would just be like, I'm going to offend someone. Or I'm going to overpay. Yeah. yeah. You never want to overpay at a brothel. No. Never yeah, do. Never do. Buyer's remorse. 
<laughs> what you drive it off the lot, it depreciates. <laughs> so this is cool. You know, Halloween is one of my favorite uh, non-holiday holidays. Yeah. It's awesome. So what do you love about Halloween? I, I love dark, crazy, you know, dark skulls and people dressing up. Uh, I, like, I like the sort of history behind it. Um, I like that there's like a little bit of irreverence and there's a little bit of, you know, spooky darkness to it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's cool. I think it's good for kids. Now, are you wearing a costume this year? I don't have plans. The coolest costume I've ever wore uh, was I was in fifth grade. I was Homie the Clown. Nice. Yeah. If you don't know who Homie the Clown is, Homie the Clown was a character on the sketch show was, In Living Color. It was Damon Wayans? I think it was Damon Wayans. And uh, he was a clown that had like a essentially a sock filled with tennis balls. And he would just smack people over the head and go, Homie, don't play that. And uh, so I, that's pretty. I thought as a fifth grader, that was a pretty progressive costume. Yeah. Now, one of the things about like all the Halloween stuff, I'm not. I don't. I don't really do haunted houses uh-huh. because they're so weird. Like you don't know who they're hiring. Yeah. And wouldn't it be easy to go in in a costume and then like actually murder someone? Yeah. Absolutely. And here's a weird story that actually happened. Okay. The story goes from People.com, uh-huh. uh, which is a news source more reliable than. Ben Stein being your hype man. (laughs) Man stabbed at haunted house by a friend who was handed a real knife by someone wearing a costume. Oh, wow. The gist of the story is... Why would he stab his friend, though? Well, so the person in the costume is like, here's a fake knife. Go scare your friend. Oh. And then the person shanks him, and the person's like, oh. And so the the person who stabbed their friend thought the friend was playing around. Uh Like, oh, yeah, you got me. Until they pulled the knife oh out, my God. blood started gushing everywhere. Jeez! And so the other people that corroborate that, like someone in a costume gave him the knife. Uh-huh. So, like, it actually happens. Like, wow. my fear is, is has some root in in reality. I wonder if if they just planned it that way. It was a great alibi, right? <laughs> yeah, we we all hate Carl. <laughs> I went on one of the coolest haunted houses I ever went to was in uh, outside of Atlanta. And you, you jump in the back of a truck and you go zombie hunting. Ah. And so these zombies just come out of the woods and you just start blasting them with paintballs. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. And there's like an actor that comes out and is like, oh, we're, we're trying to contain this area. The zombies outbreak has been crazy. And then you go through and you and the zombies get pretty close. And you're like blasting them and they're still coming <laughs> at you. You're like, it's pretty wild, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, I, I'd do that again in a second. What's the coolest costume you ever wore? Oh, one year I held out a pumpkin and put it on my head. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. That's good. It was till your neck starts hurting five minutes later. This is the best Halloween story ever. I mean, I've had a lot of crazy Halloweens just mostly as a kid, like just doing crazy stuff. But the best thing that I ever came up with, me and my brother, we got the idea to go around the day after Halloween and we knocked on people's doors and we told them that our aunt was in the hospital the night before and we had to spend the night at the hospital. We couldn't go trick-or-treating. And so our parents said it was okay to go around the neighborhood and ask people for their leftover candy. (laughs) And we actually did this and we got the most candy I've ever gotten in my life trick-or-treating because people just felt bad. They're like, we're just offloading their candy. Well, I think it's a combination of feeling bad and then you have all this, you kind of don't know how Halloween's going to play out on Halloween night. So yeah. you kind of ration it. Absolutely. You ever done the thing where kids knock on the door and you don't have any candy and you're like trying to duck down under the windows? You're <laughs> <laughs> like, like acting like no one's there. We've, we've done that before. Yeah. Uh, like once, once we didn't, we forgot, I forgot it was Halloween. I think I was flying back. I think I had just landed uh-huh. on Halloween. I got home. 
and my roommates didn't get any candy and they're like, Oh, it's Halloween. I'm like, Oh, and there's people knocking on the door and like, I'm going through the cupboards. I'm like giving them ramen, <laughs> giving them, like granola bars. Like here's some frozen blueberries. It's like just get a disappointment on these kids. Some fish sticks. <laughs> well, I think I talked about this on the podcast before one year we uh, bought some giant candy bars and had the kids do like physical challenges. Uh-huh. And so if you could do like, you know, 25 push-ups you got the giant candy oh, bar that's good or if you could you know beat me in the run to the stop sign you know <laughs> and then if you didn't you had like regular like the fun size candy uh-huh. in a bowl but like a secret hole you dipped your hand into yeah so they saw the the small candy but then below it was just like mustard packets yeah and we just mustard packeted them up uh that's awesome so uh these stories uh reflect halloween that we're yeah. gonna cover i'm excited about them one of my favorite ones is is uh drinking the undead all right well we'll get to that let's get to the stories let's do it This story comes from metro.co.uk. That's a new source more reliable than Elon Musk tweeting about Tesla's stock. <laughs> the name of this website's Metro. I wonder if there's a, <laughs> if someone has like metro.sexual. <laughs> story goes, people want to drink the red liquid from newly opened 4,000-year-old sarcophagus. I love that they're like, hey, we just opened a new sarcophagus. Dude, you should drink that. Well, yeah. Where does that even come into play where they're like, they announce it. They announce that they just discovered or opened this sort of casket and people are like, dude, we want to drink that shit. (laughs) No one's like, I want to eat that mummy. (laughs) Mummy jerky. When a massive ancient black granite sarcophagus was unearthed by archaeologists in Egypt three weeks ago, fear circulated that it could contain a horrifying curse. (laughs) Instead, it just contains delicious beverage. Many said we should just leave it where we found it, untouched, and never unleash its terrifying torment. But did we listen? Dum-dum-dum. No. (laughs) (laughs) Who's like, this mummy's cursed? Well, you know, some of them, like King Tut, like all the people that were the first to open and go in King Tut's tomb, like, yeah. mysteriously died yeah you know everyone who built king tut's tomb is dead too yeah that's true <laughs> FYI, there's, a, there's not one survivor <laughs> not one really they all died surprising all died a, a lifeless death the warning fell on deaf ears and experts prized open the 2000 year old eldritch box to reveal its full horror inside lay three skeletons and a red brown sewage water which apparently gave off an unbearable stench i'm kind of amazed there's liquid inside it that it didn't just leach out well i wonder if that's the sort of embalming fluid that they maybe used back in the day that they put in oh, that yeah. maybe seeped out or body fluids or well because they drain all the body fluids and then don't they yeah 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 to they... make a mummy but it didn't say these were mummies it just said they were skeletons i mean look at them they're not mummies yeah they're definitely not mummies and they're just sitting in this pool and we'll post a picture of this they're sitting in this pool 
of brown and red, red liquid with look what looks like excrement or stuff like kind of floating inside of it. Yeah. It's a brown, they describe it, red brown sewage water, which had an unbearable stench, but not content to leave it at that one guy now actually wants to drink the skeleton juice. Yeah, I like this guy. I like what this guy stands for. USA. I'm just assuming he's from the South. Egypt. <laughs> Egyptian. Egyptian. That's not an Egyptian that wants to do that. That's a Western dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be. Ian's McKendrick, a video games producer from <laughs> Guildford, Surrey, he's UK, has launched a petition to let us slurp up the decomposed contents. Of course the guy's a video game producer. I can just see this guy outside of Whole Foods. Like, hey, would you like to sign this <laughs> to, to allow us all to, to uh, die from this... From drinking this horrible skeleton fluid? I wonder, though, he would have to bury that petition. He's like, hey, you for, uh, you know, funding for the homeless. You for this. Drinking mommy juice. Uh, Gun control. (laughs) Mommy juice. (laughs) Are you a registered voter in Egypt? (laughs) Addressed to the king of skeletons, Egypt, Egypt, who we're guessing are our new overlords. He wrote, we need to drink the red liquid from the cursed dark sarcophagus in the form of some sort of carbonated energy drink so we can assume its power and finally die. I like how he's like, the, I, I'm going to take this. It's going to be like my power up when it's 3 a.m. I'm playing some Call of Duty and <laughs> I need a little more energy. I need skeleton juice and caffeine. Well, it's weird that he's already has a recipe. He's like, okay, we're not just going to drink it straight. We're just going to carbonate it. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> he's like, have... And we're going to can it also. Have you ever had flat skeleton juice? Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> Sometimes I'll get home and I'll see the cup sitting out and I'll be like, oh, that's flat. What a, wi- what a waste of good mummy juice. <laughs> he's not alone in his thinking with 87 people who have signed up in support since it has launched eight hours ago. I don't know if I would call that a, uh, a landslide. Yeah, only 87 people. I mean, I'd sign it. Can you see his argument and goes to the judge? He's like, Your Honor, we have 88 signatures of people who want to drink the mummy juice. <laughs> the judge is like, you're about 450,000 short. <laughs> Ines posted the petition to his 21,000 Twitter followers. And earlier. only got 80 people. Know, that's, so not, that's not, not good. a good percentage. Twitter Twitter followers earlier today, and it has so far received more than 2,000 retweets and 6,000 likes. One user asked the question that was on all of our lips. Why? Yes, Ennis, why? His answer, don't want it to go to waste. Solid answer. That's a solid answer. But why would it go to waste? What makes him think that it would just go to waste? Yeah. Couldn't well, they preserve it in some capacity, like with the skeletons? Or put it in like jars at a museum, like that, there's mummy juice. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking to the Metro. Someone's got to grow weed in it. Yeah. Hydroponic mummy juice weed? Yeah. Oh, you know, like, you, yeah, they need to blow smoke, <laughs> weed smoke into the face of mummies. You know what we got to do? Turn this mummy into a bong. <laughs> The mummy starts growing dreadlocks. <laughs> you ever smoke weed through a mummy? <laughs> He's got like a tree tattoo on his shoulder. He's got like fish set list on his forearm tattoo. He's on tour with the dead. <laughs> he still is. Ah, nice. Speaking to the Metro, he explained that the discovery of the black sarcophagus in Alexandria sparked interest the world over and amongst friends was immediately picked up as a symbol of hope. Yeah, he, it's it's like there's so many signs. Someone releases doves. A mummy poops out brown sewage. Why is that a symbol of hope? 
<laughs> and then hope I can drink that. I mean, if they opened it and they were still alive yeah. in this mummy juice. <laughs> what kept you alive? I was drinking my own mummy juice. <laughs> I mean, that would be a symbol of hope. People were given an opportunity they're often denied in recent times to picture a brighter, more optimistic future in which the earth is blighted, torn apart, and consumed piece by piece at the hands of furious, immortal Egyptian gods. Yeah, that gives me hope. <laughs> yeah, the potential to unleash this curse upon ourselves by opening the sarcophagus offered a degree of control over our lives, which in the current political and financial climate were so often denied. What the hope is we can end it all ourselves. I don't like this hope. My hope is this, that this guy stops talking. Yeah. He has 21,000 Twitter followers. Why are people following this guy? He's just, he's bananas. Like what? I don't even know what the hell he's talking about in this paragraph. He's he basically is pro suicide. He's like, my hope is you can end it all on your own terms. So he's he is he saying that these Egyptian gods are controlling us all right now, and if we sip the mummy juice, we'll be impervious to it. Um, he's saying that we are currently denied the right to have the Egyptian overlords rule us. But by opening this and sipping the juice, we're letting it happen. Why does this guy have so many Twitter followers? I'm curious what video game he's producing. Curse of the Mummy 4. Yeah, right. <laughs> Manny felt less... Manny? Oh, Manny. <laughs> I'm struggling. I've only had one cup of coffee. Man- Who's Manny? <laughs> I don't know, dude. He's one of the 88 people that signed the petition. Uh, definitely. Many felt let down when the dark and extremely cursed sarcophagus was pried open to reveal only skeletons drenched in raw sewage, which is weird because skeletons are inherently pretty awesome. They are. However, I stand true to the hope we were promised and deeply believe that by consuming the skeleton juice in the form of carbonated high caffeine energy drink, that we can still have the opportunity to enter an era of unending darkness and despair. I'm so glad to see others backing the petition and sharing in in my mission to rapidly bring about the end of all things. I like how he basically said when these skeletons were put in this thing, their their intention was for them to be a carbonated energy drink. Yeah, I mean, obviously he has a business plan in place already. It's already carbonated, high caffeine energy drink. Yeah. So he's adding all this stuff. He's like, listen, like I, I'm going to get the rights to the mummy juice. I'm going to buy. I'm going to sell it at ten thousand dollars a can. Well, and that's that, that's kind of key, I think, though, is like novelty. Like, would you drink? Would you drink Red Bull or like mummy juice? Because I, when I think energy, I think of mummy. Honestly, I would this that looks so gross. Like I might rather like drink urine than that. that All right, but was... if someone so if someone took that that stuff and they grew hops in it and used the hops in beer, would you drink that beer? Yes. Okay. Well, we've drinking the beer from space yeah, where the hops went to the beer. space station and came back. Yeah. What was uh, the yeast? Oh, it was yeast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. This yeast was gro- was it grown on the space station? No, it was shot into space and then came back. Like parachuted down? Yeah, yeah. It was astronaut space. <laughs> astronaut yeast. Because yeast is alive. Yeah. So basically we drank an astronaut. Okay. So when they say 400 people have been to space and since yeast is also alive, are they like two champ- champans- chimpanzees, one dog, and four pounds of yeast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's are there mice in space. Yeah, there is mice in space right now. Yeah, but <laughs> they're not ours. <laughs> so would you drink this? I'd put it in my mouth. I it's interesting you would put it you would gargle it. <laughs> I'd, I'd it swig little, it around a little, it little bit. Little, I would put it <laughs> I do that wine thing where you kinda of hold it in your mouth but you go 
and like suck in. To I, you wouldn't it. let it go all the way in. I, well, we'd see how the first phase went. Just the tip would go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm curious why this guy feels like he has the right to obtain this, right? Yeah. So essentially he's saying that this is sort of, we should all be entitled to do what we want with this. And, and he's trying to end the world through drinking it too. So this guy wants to kill everybody. Yeah. Through I wonder a if high energy carbonated <laughs> caffeine filled juice. Yeah. It, that agree. looks disgusting to be honest. And I've seen a lot of mummies and skeletons. I've been to Egypt and I've never seen this, something this disgusting. No, it look it looks like it looks like something I've eaten before. Well, and the picture they have, they have they have a it's a hand with a pole going into the sort of sarcophagus and it looks like a straw. Yeah, it looks like they're about to <laughs> just like made a giant mummy margarita. <laughs> Uh, the mummy margarita. There's like a big lime on the, the side of the sarcophagus. There's salt rim. <laughs> I I think I would do it. You think you would? Yeah. You changed? Probably. I mean, I I yeah, I probably would. Now is is this vegetarian? Like, can't? Are you compromising your your yourself? Well, I in the past I have compromised for a few things. Like I've eaten maggots before, okay. crickets, grasshoppers. I feel, I always generally will will do it if it's sort of culturally you don't weird. Get, you don't get more culturally significant than drinking a mummy. Yeah, exactly. Like if I was at a bar and someone's like, "I have a little mummy juice. You want to take a <laughs> shot?" I'd be like, "All right, yeah." <laughs> now, would you? Well, would you? The guy pulls it out of his pocket, or like the bar has it? <laughs> the bar, uh, both. <laughs> um, so I generally I'll try something I, if I feel like it's an experience or if it's like really unique. All right, so if you were somewhere and they're like, "Okay, Matt, we have uh, a, I just cooked a batch of human. Do you want some?" I don't want it to go to waste. I'd have some questions on where the human came, how they obtained the human. Okay, so uh, prisoner. Ethically, nah, no, I wouldn't do it. Really? Yeah, like guy was ethically, sentenced, not ethically sourced, man. Sentenced to wasn't death. Wasn't free range. Set, he was free range until he murdered a family uh, that uh, while they were growing puppies. And then he was raised in captivity after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, guy just murdered a bunch of people. They shot him in a field. The police shot him in the field as he's trying to escape. Would I eat him? Yeah. Now he's no, not a prisoner. I don't, want, I don't want to be eating no serial killers or like, I don't want to sort of. Okay. Nana just choked on a meatball. I'd more likely eat Nana than a serial killer. Really? Yeah, totally. Really? Yeah. I ain't messing around with that meat going inside of me. <laughs> then these Egyptian overlords will <laughs> possess me and I will become the mummy. What? Tom Cruise's version of the mummy. <laughs> You mean crappy? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I would become lame. Would you? Would you would eat a human? If it especially was already cooked, I'd have to, I'd have to taste it because it's gonna go to waste. Yeah, I would have I I would have some mummy meat. You know, like Jer- the jerky. Yeah, like I think if it was like five six thousand years old, I'd try it. Okay. Like I was in Ireland with a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. and uh, they we went to this place, and there was million year old bog butter. It was like, Ew. yeah, they make butter out of this bog. And I asked if I could try it, and they looked at me like I was the most insane person ever. So I guess I do relate with they, this. What, they make it? <laughs> They're like, we make bog butter. What do you do with it? We just throw it away. No, no, no. <laughs> they they made it, and it it was bog butter like made by you know some of the first humans ah. and it's it's completely hardened okay. and i was like yo could i try some of that and they're like no <laughs> and so i get that this guy wants to try it but not at the sort of his reasoning and his explanation is kind horrible. of wack. It's super weird yeah it's like it sounds like he's just messing around 
But I do get like, hey, you want to see what the may? Who knows what happens if like that that liquid does have some sort of healing properties? Who knows, right? Yeah, it just cured cancer. Yeah, what happens if that is it? They're going to open all the sarcophaguses. <laughs> but then they're like, well, this one cures cancer. This one causes cancer. Yeah. <laughs> this one gives you the clap. Add some carbonation and some high energy <laughs> caffeine. You got yourself a little lifesaver. <laughs> not only do you not have cancer, you can pull that all-nighter studying. <laughs> you can use the rest of that, the everlasting life to play video games, yeah. according to this guy. All right. So we don't like the guy, but we 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 like the juice. Yeah, we like the juice. <laughs> and now, it's time for strange stories from the time capsule with Dr. Henry. People were buried alive so often in the 19th century that a safety coffin was invented so the dead would have the ability to alert those above ground if they were still alive. This story comes from stltoday.com. That's a news source more reliable than a computer made in the United States of America. <laughs> the St. Louis Post-Dispatch is the actual website, and the story starts, Coffin Challenge at Six Flags, St. Louis, gets 28,000-plus entries, goes national. That's a lot of entries. Yeah, St. Louis. When Six Flags St. Louis announced its morbid yet novel contest seeking six brave souls to spend 30 hours in a coffin for a chance at $300, park staff wondered who would do that. You know what's more morbid than the, this coffin challenge? You have to spend 30 hours in an urn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a little bit more morbid and more difficult, I would think. More than 28,000 people, it turns out, is so, interested in doing this thing. That's how many entries the Eureka theme park has gotten for the contest since it was announced a week ago. When the guy came up with the idea, do you think he went, Eureka? <laughs> no. <laughs> if I lived there, everything would be, Eureka! <laughs> so many, in fact, that Six Flags and America announced Thursday that all of its theme parks across the country will host their own 30-hour coffin challenge based on the St. Louis theme park's idea. There's some lady who's got the, the Munchausen by proxy where they make their kids sick. <laughs> They're like, oh, I thought you meant like... <laughs> My kid will crush that. I love it says a 30-hour coffin challenge like they're curing cancer or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> if they could do that, that'd be awesome. I'd do that. 30-hour cancer I'm more likely challenge. to sit in a coffin for 30 hours than I am to walk a marathon. <laughs> Six Flags St. Louis will accept entries until midnight Wednesday for its contest. Six people who give compelling reasons for wanting to participate will then be chosen to attempt to stay in the two-by-seven-foot coffin from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. What kind of reasons could you give? Like, yeah, um, I'm doing this to show my daughter that winners never quit and quitters never win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a little weird. Like, we need compelling reasons. My great-grandfather was a vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kill Bill's my favorite movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I think that's the winner. Yeah. <laughs> I like pine. <laughs> News of the contest immediately flooded social media and got widespread coverage, including from Time, NBC, and even a concern analysis by Yahoo News that asked medical professions to weigh in on the health risks of such coffin-based theme park feet. The uh, real news story is Yahoo News still exists? Yeah. Well, I don't know what the health risks are. I mean, essentially, it's just somebody laying down for 30 30 hours. Yeah. No, tons of people do that all the time. Yeah. I mean, I would crush this. What I would do is the night before, I'd just get super blitzed and then just hang over, just ride it out the next day. I would just bring in a friend of mine who's like in a coma. Is that cheating? (laughs) No, it's not. What is more compelling than we're trying to give this guy the ride of his life? (laughs) He can't go on normal rides because he's he's not tall enough. His legs (laughs) won't support him to be tall enough. But he can lay here. He can lay here. Come on. (laughs) The rules don't cover the IV. They didn't say it. We had no clue it would be this huge, said Six Flags spokesperson Elizabeth Godaway, who dreamed up the contest to honor the 30th year of Fright Fest at the park. Wow, they're like kicking it. What did you do for your 30th birthday? I have no idea. See, you weren't laying in a coffin. No, no. The rules Six Flags staff came up with for the contest intrigued the masses. Here are the, here are the rules. There will be a six-minute bathroom break every hour, but anyone who goes out of the coffin for any other reason will be disqualified. What? They're going to be checking? It's like taking a urine test where the guy has to actually see you pee in the cup? I mean... <laughs> There's more stricter than like a Six Flags in North Korea. <laughs> Was I mean, a six-minute bathroom break every hour. I mean, so essentially you're only doing 54 minutes. Yeah, well, you extrapolate that out by 30 hours. So that's 180 minutes. Oh, is it really? That's like, that's 10% of the time. Jeez. Yeah, so that's not that's not too bad. Participants are allowed to bring a friend during Fright Fest operating hours. Or as hours. I call it a Fright Fest conjugal visit. <laughs> but when the park Someone's got to try and bang in that, in their coffin. But when the park is closed, the contestants have to brave their coffin alone and will be visited by the Fright Fest freaks employed in the haunted houses. Ooh. The coffins will be closed, but they are cut away above the shoulders so contestants' heads won't be covered and they can sit up for 15-minute meals provided by the park. So you factor in, now let's say they have four meals. Yeah. At 15 minutes each. Uh-huh. So that's an hour. Yeah. So they're only in there. That's between the... the they're inside. The, they, they can sit up though. Yeah, but they're only like in the coffin plus a six minute break. But that's like four hours that they're not lying in the coffin. So that's a meal provided by the park. And if I was the park, I'd just feed them like stuff that would just go right through you. Yeah. So <laughs> so you have to take longer than six minutes in the bathroom. What, what, what's in the soup? Lax <laughs> we call this one eight minute diarrhea. <laughs> so you choose how you want to go down. Any contestants who makes it 30 hours will get two 2019 Six Flags passes and Fright Fest tickets. Plus, they get to keep the coffin. Oh, that's solid. If more than one person makes it 30 hours, a drawing will be held to find the sole winner of the 300 prize. There's six people. Just if, if you make it, you get 300 bucks. I know. That's a drop in the but, bucket. I mean, you to get them. to keep the coffin. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but no one, what are they going to do with a coffin that you've been laying in? Maybe you're so determined. You just pooped in your coffin. Yeah, maybe. I'd, you, I'd you, just, you just ate the eight-minute poop soup, and you're like, you know what? I the tiger, baby. <laughs> the thing I think people love to talk about the most is they get to keep the coffin, Godaway said. When I pitched it, some people wondered, you think anybody will even want the coffin? And I said, yes, I think the kind of people that do this will want the coffin. <laughs> Originally, the park planned to use slightly used coffins, like what they. <laughs> what, how is, what's a slightly used coffin? Like, turns out Nana wasn't dead. <laughs> 
Yeah. Grandpa didn't like what the coffin we chose for him. He wanted something a little more simple. This coffin made his butt look big. <laughs> there was slightly used as coffins that they used in props for the uh. contest. But they decided to make custom coffins for the contest after it took off, including a media coffin that will be open to reporters who were covering the spectacle. Oh. How are they going to cover it if they're in a coffin? From what I can see is the sky. We only allow you six minutes of filming. <laughs> There's got to be uh, like a market for coffins. Like If you're a funeral director, like this coffin, Wi-Fi enabled, your grandpa can upload himself to the cloud. <laughs> In my 32 years at the park, this is the biggest response we've ever gotten, Godaway said. She has been coming up with unusual ideas for years, including... In 2004, there was an attempt to break the world record for Ferris wheel riding at the park. Six people attempted to ride a Ferris wheel for three days straight. Each gondola was equipped with plastic toilets for bathroom breaks and a shower curtain for privacy. I can't believe they didn't make it. They didn't? It said an attempt. I hope that the toilet went to like a containment facility and didn't just drop right out of the sky. <laughs> it just dropped to the gondola below you. <laughs> That would be awesome. So another one that they did in 2001, the park hosted roller coaster marathoner Richard Rodriguez, who successfully rode the boss coaster for 100 consecutive days. Wow, that's cool. So he just every day he showed up, I think. Oh, okay. Now Godaway and the other Six Flags staff are reading through the applicants' reasons for wanting to spend 30 coffin-bound hours at a theme park. A lot of the people just love Halloween or scary movies, and I think it will be fun, she said. One person said, I slept in a coffin as a child, <laughs> which I'm not sure if I should take seriously. Should we be concerned that this person slept in a coffin as a child? I know. I, th- I think CPS should be called, not a uh, them. Why? What's wrong with a coffin as a bed? That's true. I don't think it's abuse. Well, I guess if it's a little kid, you can't roll out of it. Well, I guess it's abuse if... You, like, nail it shut. Yeah, you nail it shut (laughs) if it's closed. She also gotten a surprising amount of responses from parents. Surprisingly, there's been a lot of moms that just say, I want 30 hours of peace and quiet. I'm tired. I want a nap, Godway said. All right. I I think that you should you got to put the mom in there. That's a good story. Yeah. If I was a mom, I don't, wouldn't consider a vacation away from my kids laying in a coffin. Well, when <laughs> yeah, when my daughter was little, the best Mother's Day gift I could get my wife was like taking my daughter and leaving for the day. Yeah. Like, Giving was... her the privacy to poop in yeah. silence. Yeah. I know because I knock on the door. I'm like, what are you doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> the Six Flags St. Louis team is starting to pair the pool to six contestants. It's a little overwhelming, Godaway said, especially I mean, if they have 28,000 and applicants how are you going to sift through that many interns i have a lot of nighttime reading to do yeah if you would like to enter fill out the registration form at sixflags.com backslash st louis and submit it before midnight there will be similar entry pages at six flags parks throughout the country so we gotta find like some some lame six flags park and apply yeah did you know the difference between a coffin and a casket what the shape a casket's a rectangle. A casket is the one that's like slender and then juts out. No, that's a coffin. Oh, that's a coffin. A casket's a rectangle. Oh, okay. Just uh, a box. Just a box. Coffin is a choice for like Wild West reenactments, uh-huh. um, vampires, yeah. hillbillies, uh-huh. whatever, um, where a coffin is a little more dignified. Okay. Or a casket, sorry. Casket's a little bit more And a casket is the one that levers in half so you can see the, the guy from the torso up. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Where a coffin you nail it on. Would you enter this? I would absolutely enter this. I would ha- I would happily do this. Really? Now, 
would you like try and psych other people out too? Like you're like, I'm not taking my bathroom break. I'm gonna shit. In I don't mine. think you're in the room with the with the people. I think it's uh, you get your own individual night. No, I would imagine they have a li- like a line of coffins. Oh, there's six people. Yeah. No, yeah. they can't. No way. Why not? Yeah, you're like throwing stuff. Like yeah, you're like you're having quarters and you're throwing them into people's faces. <laughs> like hey, he came out not for his meal break. <laughs> he came out. All right. So anyways. <laughs> Yeah, so would you do it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd lay down. When when Survivor first came out, a radio station locally had a, a contest called Survivor. Uh-huh. And so what they had is they had a bunch of porta potties set up, and whoever could stay in the porta potty the longest, like live in it. Uh-huh. Um, they want one. One, like. $10,000. Really? So my sister-in-law did it. And how did she do? She did not finish. How long did she go? I don't remember. Were they like used porta potties or were they brand new porta potties? They're brand new porta potties, but I don't think they emptied them. But there was Well, all... it's only your own excrement that's going inside of it. Yeah. Though, right? So Yeah. So essentially you just have to sit in a box yeah. for a while. I think they let them out every hour for a little bit. They get, they, they get <laughs> bathroom breaks. <laughs> they get some yard breaks. Yeah. <laughs> go out, pump some iron. <laughs> However, like the the contest was in July. Uh, so they're just baking in this parking lot. Yeah, so I think the coffin thing might be a little bit more difficult because you have to be lying down, right? Yeah. Like you can't move. Like at least in, in the porta potty you can like stretch, you can like do jumping jacks, you can do pull ups, you can do handstands. Well, you know? but then in another article I read, they were they were putting uh, access to like USB chargers. Oh yeah, of course. I mean you got your laptop in there. Yeah, no, I could spend thirty hours getting caught up on returning emails yeah, from my coffin. Absolutely. Yeah, that seems a lot easier than lying in a coffin. Yeah, you're like I would just Netflix and chill that bad boy. Yeah. Solo Netflix and chill. <laughs> What hour does someone start masturbating in the coffin? <laughs> like, what hour mark do you give it? It's going to happen. And then is that disqualifiable? No, not at all, as long as you don't get up. <laughs> when you're getting it up. <laughs> all right, I like this. So check that out if you want to participate. All right, that's it for our Halloween episode. For more information and links to the stories we talked about, you check out our website. Oddandoffbeat.com. You can also check us out on all the social media, Twitter, Instagram, and the other one. Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) The the biggest one in the world. (laughs) The one that's crashing. Stock is crashing as we speak. Um, But also on our website, it's uh, newly updated and it has uh, some merchandise. It has all the memes that we do every week. And it also has our Patreon page that allows people to go and uh, donate some some finances if you want to help support this program. Yeah, it's not free to run a podcast. It costs a lot of money and booze. Yes, it's a lot, <laughs> tons of booze. <laughs> so uh, if you want to support the drinking problem or support the podcast, <laughs> My- you can go on Patreon, and we have some tiered programs that uh, kind of figure out what you are willing to donate if you want to help out. I, yes. Please do. Yeah, you get an extra episode a month. You get some cool stuff in the mail. Yep, you get some special prizes. You we, get good vibes. Yeah, good vibes. We'll even shout out your name on one of the podcasts. So, uh, <laughs> Or somewhere. <laughs> or just in general. I'll shout be, it out to the sky. I'll be on the subway. <laughs> Carl! <laughs> People are like, what the hell is wrong with that guy? 
I'll be like, you support my Patreon. Be like, cool. <laughs> so you can support us that way, folks, and that would be a great help if you want to check it out. And we have some cool stuff for you uh, as a reward for supporting the art. Um, also, if you want to send us your weird news stories, you can do that at info and odd and offbeat.com, especially if you have a Halloween story. We'd yeah. love to hear a cool Halloween story. Or even coming up, and we're hitting November soon, so if you have a cool harvest story. <laughs> is, that, is, is November <laughs> harvest month? Or yeah. Who has a harvest story? Maybe grandpa got his arm caught in the thatcher and Maybe had to like cut it off. Maybe like a weed harvesting story. <laughs> Someone have a weed harvesting story. <laughs> Do you have a story about coming to the new world and, <laughs> and killing all the natives? <laughs> We'd love to hear about oh, it. Yeah, yeah, that is a good start. Um, so where can the fine people see the Louis Fox extravaganza? Uh, I've got a bunch of uh, private corporate gigs this week. Uh, you can catch me at, I, I hate doing these gigs where they go, your show is going to be a surprise. Oh, yeah! It's a gig for twelve people. Oh, that's brutal. They're—I mean—they got a budget, but it's yeah, yeah. They're like, it's at a restaurant. And they have a private room, uh-huh. and they're like, your show is a surprise. I'm like, well, can I preset anything in the room? No. What? So I'm like, I'm just supposed to jump out like, what's hey, up? Hey, hey, do they have you come out of a cake? Yeah. Like worst bachelorette party ever. <laughs> They're like, we tried to get Magic Mike, but we got Magic Louie instead. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole different show. It's a whole different. They have abs. I have ab. <laughs> they have abs. I have flabs. <laughs> you got a brewery going. <laughs> there's, there's all sorts of hops going down in okay, there. Okay, so that's in Seattle. So you got a corporate event there. Yeah, and then I'm heading to Idaho for a corporate event. Okay. And uh, where are you going to be? I'm going to be sailing away, man. Nice. Sail away, sail away. Say the now, way. do you have to do any surprise shows while you say? <laughs> uh, sometimes they'll throw an extra show on me, depending on what happens. Sometimes, you know, they can't go into a specific port because of the weather. Mm-hmm. And they'll have me do like an extra matinee show and, you know, whatever. But yeah, just doing a regular show. Uh, nothing too crazy. Nice. Good times, man. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. You can check Louie out, uh, popping out of cakes <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Uh, and you can check Matt out doing nothing. <laughs> doing nothing. Just make chilling make haunted houses in my in, in own, my state you can room. Go to Matt's haunted house state room. <laughs> so uh, of course, subscribe if you haven't already. Please tell your friends if you do like this. You know, pass it along. Let people know that we're out there, and it helps us uh, get more listeners and get more sponsors. Yeah. and that sort of stuff. So, um, in, in, in the words of the immortal Ron Popeil, there's several types of of marketing. There's television. Telephone and tell a friend. Oh, I like that. That's good. So if you could tell a friend, that'd be great. Um, Saying thanks so much for listening. Have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening and stay weird. This show is sponsored by Alopecia. It's as smooth as a baby's butt everywhere for your whole life. Alopecia.